You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Get hooked, wrapped, and dished. All week long on webmasterradio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another great week of Domain Masters. I'm really excited about tonight's show. Uh, I have Frank Schilling on, who is the founder of AIM Administration, Inc. He's one of the largest domain holders in the world. Also, what I consider probably the most successful domainer uh, in uh, past and present tense. Um, he is uh, on with us for the first time, and uh, we're going to talk to about talk to Frank about his business, what makes him su- successful, his domain inventory, his portfolio, uh, some of the new things that are going on in our industry, because he's now playing a very active role in some of the direction of our industry, and it's uh, going to be a great uh, interview with him. Also, uh, .info, uh, the Affilius uh, registry has made some great uh, milestones. They've hit 4 million domain names registered and uh, are probably the fastest growing um, uh, other extension, I guess they're called. And we're going to have Roland LaPlante on, who's the chief marketing officer for Affilius, uh, right on after Frank. I'm going to uh, take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back on with Frank Schilling and also Roland LaPlante, and then cover some of the other things that are going on in, in the industry. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over. 
Sure, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. ¡Vive la revolución! Gentlemen, start your engines! Okay, well, how do I get my engine started? Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With EngineReady, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. EngineReady strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with EngineReady, the professional standard in search marketing. Oh, maybe I should just get out and push. Now Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And for all you jammers and spammers that cut out early on Fridays, then catch the Rockstars Rewind at their original time, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a Ph.D. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Master of my domain, and I'm going to be talking to the master of domains, uh, Frank Schilling. Uh, Frank is, uh, is online, and he coined the term domain investor, describing those who invest in high-value generic domain names for the purpose of future development. The phrase never really caught on, and today industry participants in the space are collectively known as domainers. Frank's sustained bidding and investing activities gave rise to and helped expand the expiring domain name auction houses, Snap Names, Pool, Name Winner, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that got beaten out by Frank uh, when he's been building his empire on domain names, but uh, he's done that for very strategic reasons. And later, another I, and other ICANN accredited registrars selling their uh, registry connections as a drop registrar. Frank patented the generic top-level domain rerouting system in 2003, financed the Caribbean's first ICANN-accredited domain registrar in 2004, 
joined as a member of the ICANN Business Contingency and co-founded the nonprofit Internet Commerce Association 2006, which we're going to talk about. He is one of the first to manage very large portfolios of domains for third parties and is one of the largest generic domain name investors in the world. Frank Schilling, welcome to Domain Masters. Wow, quite an intro, Monty. Thanks sincerely for the big welcome. Holy. Well, um, you know, before we get started and talk about uh, how you got in the business, um, one thing that I've noticed over the years is that you used to, of course, keep keep in hiding and keep, like, below the radar screen, and now you're coming out a lot to uh, let people know who you are, um, taking more of a stance on which way the direction of the industry should go, which is really important because you're one of the key players. What were some of the reasons behind that? Well, you know, you can thank my wife, I guess. You know, I was kind of, I, I've always been kind of a, um, you know, a, a, kind of a private guy. Um, I, I don't really love to come out of my shell that much. Um, but, you know, my wife kind of pointed out, you've had a really good run. Uh, you know, you've been very successful. And yet you never tell anybody what you do. It's kind of weird. You know, you're, you're, you're doing everything the right way. You're trying to be a highbrow operator. You're, you know, um, you, you try to run a good business. Why, why all the secrecy? And I was like, you know, you're, you're right. And, and that kind of was, you know, the beginning of it, I, I guess. So my wife. Right. Well, uh, I want to kiss your wife, and I'm sure a lot of people do, <laughs> because because it's uh, people like you and and others that are now starting to come out of the, I guess, uh, out of, out in the open. I won't say out of the closet, but out in the open, and um, and really and really help out because um, uh, those of us with some um, you know with some authority and also with some experience can actually help guide the industry in the right direction. And you're doing a great job of that. So, uh, again, so with I'm that, flattered. thank you. Yeah. With that, give us a little bit of background about how you got started investing in domain names, when it started, and uh, you know, kind of how you got onto this uh, on on the hook. Well, you know, I I kind of started out um, like everybody, just sort of very very part time, um, and um, you know, I had a friend uh, by the name still do I have a friend by the name of Gary Chernoff, who runs a company called Net Income Ventures up in Canada, and um, you know he. He kind of got me turned on to uh, just uh, keyword style domain names, you know, type in graphic um, oriented domain names, domain names that, you know, it stands to reason if, uh, you know, somebody is looking for rum cakes, you know, that, that product or service, uh, you know, that uh, if enough of them, you know, thousands of them every month look for that product or service in a search engine, then, you know, if you squeeze it together and put a .com on the end, yeah, I mean, you'll have a pretty fine little domain name, and that, and that bears out, you know. Um, anyway, so Gary kind of got me turned on to that a little bit, you know, just by explaining. He had a page up on, a, on his web, a rudimentary website, uh, you know, that sort of explained, um, or it had paid listings, early first-generation paid listings. And yeah, while I wasn't able to, you know, sort of really capitalize on it, I was still sort of, uh, you know, trying to find my way, whether I should go after you know, servicing the industry like you do a great job of, you know, with Moniker, whether I should do that or whether I should, you know, provide, you know, registration services for others. You know, I had uh, one of the first uh, two cows reseller accounts, so I was going to try to, you know, offer third-party registration services, just trying to find my way. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess the me that has become sort of interesting in the industry kind of got started when I, I moved to the Caribbean, and it was good timing because, uh, I, so I came down here to sort of start a you know a gaming business that really didn't do so well, and uh, what ultimately wound up happening was the um, you know I, I was a, a great beneficiary of of the dot com bust because you know you had all these names that were expiring you know in an echo effect after you know the stock bubble uh, people sort of you know the 
big quote I always love is people, you know, sort of gave up on the internet and called it dead. <laughs> the internet, that's dead. And then yep. we all went back to using it every day, which is, you know, very, very accurate. Um, and, and domain names were sort of one of the casualties of the dot-com bust. Names started expiring, as you know, on mass. And there wasn't really a good way to monetize them yet uh, because Google AdSense didn't come out till late 03. I mean, you had sort of people who had private Yahoo deals, but those deals didn't pay very well. Bid bases weren't deep. Uh, Yahoo, rather, I should say, uh, overture uh, pre-Yahoo. And, um, um, you know, basically... So uh, domain names, uh, you know, were sort of a you know this casualty of the bust, and and I was in a good spot uh, to capitalize on it. Right, right, and you bring up a very good point: is a lot of people gave up on the internet when the bust happened, and and they called it the dot com bust, um, and the dot com boom, but really it was related to internet companies and how they were funded and how they failed because of uh, not putting a lot of actions into, um, you know, not putting a lot of good use of their funds into actions and not being successful uh, businessmen Money. and and having good acumen. And ironically, very well said. Story, very well said. Yes. Yeah, and I told this story a couple times, maybe on the show throughout the last two years that we've been doing it. But it was that very event that actually kept our business in business. Um, when people started unloading their domain names, uh, or when when the businesses went out of business, the last remaining asset that had any value was the actual domain name that they made famous during their whole hype. And oh, we actually, true. you know, weaned our staff down to six or seven people and uh, concentrated on our core business, which, which was aftermarket selling and, and brokerage and, and appraising and that kind of stuff, and, um, and ended up selling some of the most famous brands in the worst times because they made themselves famous through the dot-com boom side. And they kept wow. us in business. So ironically, what happened so bad in the industry kept, made our business actually stronger and kind of was responsible for where it is today. That's true. That was probably one of the great uh, strokes of good fortune for anybody in the domain business was, the, you know, that they called it the dot-com bust. It couldn't have been better. We convinced let's let them go. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, additionally, I, I, I agree. I mean, a, a little point of data I've blogged about, which was uh, um, food.com. Gar- Gary Chernoff called me one day and said, you know, food.com is crossing the uh, bankruptcy court in San Francisco. Um, and the domain name, and it used to be, I don't know if you recall, but at the uh, uh, height of the dot-com bust, you know, or boom, rather, uh, it was a, uh, you know, an affiliate program, and, and ironically, Gary was sending them traffic from his food-related names to food.com, their affiliate program. They, they mismanaged the business, weren't profitable, wound up going broke in the bust, because it's, it's all a stock play, right. and... And years later, the domain name gets auctioned in San Francisco. He says, I'm going to bid up to 175000 This is, you know, quite a while ago. Now, that's laughably low for food.com. Uh, but he says, uh, you have to register for this auction, so I'll pass you the bidding paddle, paddle at 175000 I went over 300000 and and the Food Network beat me. So there you go. There's a little nostalgia from that time. And so, you know, after all the dust settled, you know, years later in 03, the domain name still you know, had value. What, what irony. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very ironic. Um, what, now, what did you do before you got into the domain business? Because everybody's real interested about what you did beforehand. You know, uh, uh, what, what yeah. was your career? Where did you live? What did you do? So, you know, I was, you know, a guy who, I lived in Canada, and I, um, you know, I was this guy who did a lot of things. I had, uh, I was, I've always been kind of a, a bootstrap entrepreneur, so I, you know, I'd, I'd done sort of, a, you know, assorted businesses coming up in my youth, uh, you know, just 
oddball stuff. Um, and then I, you know, I, I would take like, you know, like a corporate, uh, you know, sales job or something like that. And I, you know, I'd try my guts out to do well, but I always would give me, you know, I, I always tried to be a bit of a guy who works for himself. So, you know, I tried really hard at my day job, but then I also, you know, my parents, you know, built homes when we were younger. Uh, in their own homes that we lived in. It's a, just a family thing. We've always sort of done it, you know, contracted the home ourselves kind of thing, my mom. So, right. you know, I knew how to build houses, like the process involved, what part happens first. And so I, you know, used my day job to, uh, you know, give me the cash flow so that I could build homes, and, and that's what I did. I built, uh, you know, I, I built several homes up in, uh, you know, the Vancouver area, and I, um, you know, wound up selling those, and, and it gave me a grub stake to do the, uh, you know, sort of the online thing. You know, it was a bit of a, you know, thinking back, you know, the, the switching from, switching gears, it was, you know, a little bit of doing both things at the same time. You know, you're, you, you've got the, you know, your day job, and then you've got your home building thing, which is giving you a big gross up every year if you sell the home. You know, there's a big uh, rule in Canada uh, that you're, you know, if you build your principal residence once every few years, the sale proceeds are tax-free. Uh, uh, that's, you know, one of the great rules up in Canada. And um, so we took advantage of that and tried to, um, you know, just build and sell uh, to, you know, try to build some kind of a nest egg so that we could do something else. So that, yeah, that's what gave me my running start money. Yeah, definitely. Be, you know, I, uh, when I was first doing getting domain names, too, I remember I was working my day job in healthcare, and then I was up all night doing these, <laughs> registering these domain names. Uh, everybody thought I was nuts, uh, you know, <laughs> back in the early days. And, uh, and I guess we're not so nuts anymore, especially not you. Um, nah, so, so, so let's neither move on to you've, let's uh, move you've on. Done very well yourself. You shouldn't be so bad. <laughs> well, well, let's move on to to some of your secrets of success. Um, um, you've been extremely successful at this at this game, and um, you know, obviously, um, the initial success helped you become more successful because you had a you started to get a bit of a bankroll to work with uh, of, from your own earnings, your strategic negotiations on the best rev shares on your on your landing pages. Talk a little bit about that and what what kept you getting stronger and stronger and some of the success secrets that you can share uh, with others. You know, um, it's actually funny. We we, we didn't uh, have one of the best uh, rev shares for the longest time. A lot of people uh, thought that we did, but we really did not. Um, you know, it was just poor timing on our part. Like, the, the bigger guys always seemed to negotiate right after us the way our deals came out. Uh, and um, so we were, in that way, we were kind of... Um, we we didn't have the best advantage there. I, you know, if there's one sort of underlying, you know, um, attribute, I mean, this this holds true today, and it sounds so uh, trite, but it's just hard work. You've got to be persistent in, in this business, as you know. I mean, I've 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 been on planes and I've seen you in Vegas, and then you know you're off in in New York, and then you're off somewhere else. I mean, you're really working working hard at this business. Uh, and that's, that's really the, the secret sauce is a lot of people that I've seen so many people in this business who were so much better at this business than I am, who really got it, who had, who could do it all. Like they could program, they could, they could sing, they could dance, you know, but they, they kind of got a fill of names and then they kind of lost interest or they changed directions or they changed gears. Mm-hmm. And ju- you know, that would happen just at a time when, you know, all of a sudden more names would rain down, um, you know, so there was lost opportunity. But the real key, again, it's just persistence. It's staying in it year after year and staying inter- interested, you know. And I don't know if you can really buy that. You either like the business or you don't, you know. I mean, you can say be persistent. Certainly be persistent. But really, at some point, people are going to go, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. So the real trick is just to stay at it. You know, I've been been at this 
uh, you know, in a, in a full-time way and just a domain way since mid-late 02. And, I mean, that's a long while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I started back in 1995 late and... Uh, <sighs> Um, again, doing it like an off hours and off hours and off hours, and you know, as you know, finally gave it up in, in 1999. Gave up my regular job, and with the sale of WallStreet.com and Autos.com, we're like, hey, this is real estate. Let's do it. <laughs> so, really? so we did it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. how many names do you own? Uh, do you own now in total? Because there's a lot of different um, numbers in there. Uh, I mean, I know, yeah. but I, w- I want to know if you can share that across the, the everybody. <laughs> I can, I can. I'm proud to say. I, uh, and, uh, and, you know, again, Don't say I, I can, I, I can too many times, or else people might start uh, ending the show. <laughs> so about uh, three hundred thousand, three hundred and twenty thousand, somewhere in there. So three hundred thousand domain, domain names. names. You're probably you're probably one of the smallest organi- organizations in terms of number of people that owns that many domain names. Probably the smallest. I mean, the next. You know, of course, we hear about the buy domains and and the name media group who owns four and five hundred thousand domain names, and Fabulous owns four or five hundred thousand domain names. But you're kind of like, um, you know, you're on your own with Vern and. You don't have too much other staff, correct? No, I don't. I, I have, you know, my wife, Michelle Byrne, you know, he runs a separate company, actually, that, you know, uh, does work for other uh, uh, domain folks. Uh, and then, you know, I've got, um, you know, it's just, I mean, really, by and large, I've got, you know, a very, very tight uh, organization. You, you, know, you put it well. Um, I mean, you know, it, it, that's, I guess, the... Uh, uh, another key, uh, although that can be a double-edged sword, we can talk about that some more in a bit, in the sense that it makes it difficult to scale, um, you know, like to grow rapidly when you don't have enough infrastructure. But um, but still, I'm very grateful for the, you know, uh, for the organization I do have. Right. Now, now, you've been in it since 2002. You've obviously put a stake in the ground because you paid up for a lot of domain names as you became successful. So you, you won a lot of domain names in auctions. You, you bid against people. You won outright um, your rights to those domain names by paying more money. And then you were very successful in putting those names to use. For those yes. that are new in the business, for those that are just starting out, and I always tell people it's not too late. It's not too late. There's lots of new extensions. There, there's lots of new word combinations. There's lots of future businesses, ideas, uh, industries that people are going to be getting names today around that will become popular tomorrow. What advice do you give from having your knowledge and background to make anybody else successful that's just kind of starting or kind of not playing in it full time but wants to? Right. Well, you know, the the first piece of advice I think is to get some cash flow. I mean, it's really not my intention to dump on any uh, different extensions or to rain on IDNs. And I know there's been a lot of, you know, there may be some future big opportunities in just those things. However, you know, in order to, um, if I look back on at how I how I grew, I mean, you need some some form of cash flow to see you through to the next day. In in so that can be in a number of ways. You can. Can buy really good domains to sell them, or and good domains. I mean names that just make sense that have keyword resonance. You know, like Recipe Web. I mean that name might not have any traffic at all, but it, you know Recipe uh, accompanied by Web or Net or World. I mean those names are often very brandable, very potent. They just have resonance. They make sense. They're easier to say on the phone, so which means they translate easy over radio, and they're just you know intrinsically have value. Uh, in fact, those names that I just mentioned would actually have some measure of type in traffic, I would wager. But but the point is, something along those lines, some kind of, you want to acquire some form of a domain name that other people will also find valuable, and you want to be able to, um, uh, you know, then either sell those to third parties for cash flow, like myself, who would be glad to pay <laughs> for them, or uh, you want to keep them for yourself and uh, 
monetize the uh, organic type-in traffic, you know, that comes for the keyword weight or gravity of the name, you know? Right. Now, in terms of, um, so, so you do, and, and you do sell names from time to time, although not that often, but, you know, when the price is right, obviously, you do an ROI analysis and decide, well, you know, it takes me 20 years to make that back. It probably makes sense to sell it or something. What, what is your threshold in terms of selling domain names? You know, and again, I, I, I don't want to close the door on, a, on the sales industry, but I, I would just assume not sell anything. Uh, but when people do come to us and say, look, you know, we want it, we want this name, we'll give you blah, you know, we'll look at it, uh, you know, depending if it's, you know, brokered, uh, you know, it, it really is not sort of, you know, our, you know, intention to sort of let these folks down. When you tell somebody, I don't want to sell this name, you're really letting them down. They have a dream, they have a hope. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to be... You know, uh, you know, a wimp about it, but I really, it, I don't want to hurt these folks by saying, you know, I don't want to sell this name. A lot of folks take it as, you know, there's no nice way to say I don't want to sell you this because, you know, a lot of folks get really disappointed. Um, and so, I, you know, given the honestly, given the choice, I would just as soon not sell anything because it's, you know, in the long run, we have a plan for everything. I mean, really, I could see every one of these names. I've said before, I mean, these names are like my kids. I see them. I see hope in each one. I see have a dream for each one. You know, I remember the moment when I said I want to buy this. You know, for the most part, <laughs> and and I, you know, so I I really it, I have a uh, um, a plan there, and uh, I just think I can always sort of develop those later as the tools become more readily available. So, but anyway, so in, insofar as um, to give you more of a direct you know answer, I mean, we we have folks come to us like for example. Uh, I mean, as you know, I mean, I think you've come to us in the past through you know, one of your brokerage services um, and uh, said, you know, we have a client who really must have this name, you know. And, you know, we'll look at it on a case-by-case basis, but I, I, it is not the business we are in. We're not in the business of selling names. And the reason is, you know, we just don't have the infrastructure. We, you know, we, and we, we have a plan, you know, for, for these names, like to, to eventually build them out. We see the value in them. I, I wouldn't pay... The amounts I pay at auction, if I didn't see a plan or you know, or have a dream for these uh, for this network of names, you know. Right, right, right. And, and that's, and that's a good point. Them, that's a good point. Uh, you know, onesie, flipping them. Uh, you know, I see the big picture. Right, and and the, and the point you made earlier is really important. Is that that's your philosophy because now you have a solid business infrastructure, and uh, but if you have to generate cash flow to fund the acquisition of more domain names and to build your empire, um, then yes. you have to look to sell sales at that time. And you have to That's use, right. you know. But well said again. I mean, you, you need to be pragmatic about it. If you're in the, I mean, I'm in the, I'm blessed by being in a position now where, you know, I don't need to sell these names for cash flow. And I don't really want to, you know, I'd like to keep them all. But, you know, actually I had this conversation with another colleague who said the same thing. He said, you know, I remember I was looking through my sales folder of names I sold in like 97, 98. This is a, obviously a long timer in the industry. And, you know, it brings tears to his eyes. You know, he thinks about the names that he sold and the amounts he sold them for. But had he not done it, he wouldn't be here today, you know, to be able to, you know, do what he's doing today. So you've got to kind of make those hard calls. And, you know, I want to call them sacrifices. Look at this and go, oh, a big sacrifice. You sold a name that cost you very little amount of money. You know, you, you bad guy near to a water. Um, you water. Know, that, that's, you know, that's not the reality of the business. There's a lot more at play than, than meets the eye in a lot of circumstances. Right, so let's briefly talk about those that are holding the domain names and the best way to negotiate the best revenue shares with their providers. You've been successful as a as a Yahoo uh, uh, aggregator. Um, 
you know, what are some of the differences between Yahoo and Google? Where should people look at it in, in, given today's opportunities and the competition that's out there? Give, give a little bit of advice about negotiating your own feed, or should you use an aggregating network like, uh, you know, like a Skenzo or, or like our traffic club system? Or, you know, what, what are, what's the right approach for folks? Well, you know, if you're if you're larger, uh, then you probably have the ability to negotiate a direct deal. Uh, you know, I want to uh, preface that the industry has evolved. So, uh, you know, when I started working with with Yahoo, we were getting two thousand uh, unique visits uh, a day. Actually, that that's not a lot of traffic today. I mean, two thousand unique uh, a day does not blow anybody's hair back. Um, what, and, what is that uh, up to but, now? But anyway, back then, that was, those were different times. You know, I would have still been on the very, very, very small side of the uh, the business back then. And uh, uh, but today, so if you had two thousand visits today, you would want to go through, uh, you know, like Traffic Club, so for or somebody like that, because uh, what winds up happening is, you know, Traffic Club as an aggregator uh, of other small domain portfolios has an ability to negotiate a stronger rev share. So if, you know, if 100% is the amount of gross revenue that you can generate and, you know, uh, you know, traffic club can get, you know, a higher rev share than you can get directly from going to Yahoo, or maybe you can't even get a a deal or going to Google directly, uh, you may be in a better position to, uh, you know, try to negotiate a very strong rev share with a, with a large aggregator that has a strong rev share themselves. So, like, you know, just for argument's sake, say that you had a, you know, Traffic Club had a 70% rev share, and you could get, you know, uh, 70% of that. I don't have my calculator, and I'm not going to think of my feet here in case I embarrass myself, but you see what I'm saying. If you're going to get a 30% or 40% rev share or 50% rev share uh, going direct, you may be able to do better by going through another aggregator. Uh, yeah. Did I answer that question? Is there something else that you asked me in the first part? Um, well, just that. Um, so, if you're you're smaller, you sh- you know it, it, you probably can't negotiate those deals. But what what do you think about Google versus Yahoo in today's oh. world? You know, you're locked into a deal with Yahoo, and it's obviously very lucrative. But um, you know, Google, we, you know, some people here has better international coverage. If you had to do it all over again, would you still be on Yahoo? Would you be on Google? Would you yep. do something different? That- that's a very, very good question. I can't discuss my deal with Yahoo. That, that was the question. You're right. And I can't really get into, um, you know, my deal with Yahoo because I don't want to embarrass myself and, and violate, you know, a nondisclosure or anything. I can say I think they're both very strong. I think Yahoo, I mean, it's public uh, knowledge that uh, um, Yahoo is, is changing their system, and I think some of those changes are, like, very, very positive. They, uh, some of them mimic what Google has already done very well. And, um, you know, I, I honestly, at this point, uh, the jury is still out, you know, for a few years down the road, but I think right now they are both very good, or they both have good inertia. So, I mean, Google is clearly much larger uh, internationally than uh, Yahoo, but Yahoo has some uh, great legacy advertisers. Uh, I can't really dig a whole lot deeper than that or add a whole lot more color for folks uh, without getting myself into a heap of trouble <laughs> with my friends at both networks. Well, what do you think? <laughs> well, you, know, you obviously have your, your ear to ground on a lot of stuff as well, but what do you hear about MSN coming on and uh, Ask Jeeves and any other providers? I've heard rumor mills that uh, are in the rumor mill that even IBM has, uh, has the ability to just be a severe and serious player in the search market uh, industry in the future. You know, what are when some you of talk the, about what are, some are you the, talking about Lenovo with their laptop uh, or you know with their traffic from their from their installed PCs because I mean yeah. in that against that backdrop so does Dell right 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 but I mean uh, so I, I'm not so sure about IBM but I mean 
uh, MSN, I mean, clearly they, they are Microsoft, they, they want to be in this space. They want to create an ad network. They have traffic that they, you know, recapture from browsers, error search. I mean, that's the, where the majority of the traffic comes from. But, um, you know, that said, they are going to build something out without or try to. And um, I don't think, you know, from what I've heard, I don't hear they're paying very good rev shares at all. I've heard that they've offered laughably low uh, farcical, I want to call them, rev shares to uh, domain folks who've, who've approached them. Uh, I don't think they're ready to roll this out. Maybe they're just naive. Maybe they honestly think they can get these deals, but they can't, you know, not at the rev shares that I've heard. I mean, they're, they're old, old school rev shares from, like, you know, turn of the century. Maybe some guy at MSN took an old contract or something and read off of it. Uh, right. But, you know, folks, and I, I bid these. I wish these folks well. I sincerely do, is because uh, I think it's healthy to have a vibrant ad market uh, with multiple parties in it. But I don't. I don't see it. You know, right? Not right. yet. Well, anyway, they'll learn. You know. So, so um, as one of the most successful domain owners and investors, you're now giving back to the domain community. You've recently started a very popular blog. And uh, about 10 months ago, you helped co-develop the Internet Commerce Association. How, does, how did the Internet Commerce Association get started? Well, that's actually interesting. I was, so I'm on my, uh, you know, my, my 2006 summer vacation. I'm, I'm out west, and uh, all of a sudden I get a call from a colleague on the cell phone who's like, hey, have you seen what's going on with the uh, info org uh, contract re- re- the renegotiation of those contracts. And I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. And he goes, they're, they're trying to pass some pretty, you know, hairy stuff very short, uh, in a very short period of time when there isn't a big comment period. And they're doing it in the middle of summer in August when folks are away on vacation, you know, when nobody's looking. So um, anyway, I, I kind of said to myself, I can't believe, you know, here I am in 2006, and this kind of stuff is still going on. I mean, there's no central voice for registrants. Uh, insofar as the rest of the world uh, views it, you've got, you know, and I mean I, I mean this in the same way as the press. I talk to, to well-meaning uh, journalists uh, frequently uh, who just don't know what's going on. Like, they don't understand that they view the entire domain space as you've got ICANN, then you've got the registries below them, you've got the registrars, and then you've got iPodders. <laughs> There's no other else who could possibly have an interest in a domain name. <laughs> Right. And it, I mean, it's just that kind of comical. I, I'm not. I'm not making this up for effect. Uh, in fact, I just had a, a call with a, a journalist the other day, and it, that was the tenor of it. They were like, "So these these domain guys get all the domains, so they can get in the search engines, right?" I'm like, "No, wrong. <laughs> you know, it's it's about type in traffic to the address bar. It's not about the search engines. It's about going around the search engines." <laughs> and anyway, so sorry to get excited there, but uh, okay, I can see so you're passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, the IC thing kind of came around that way. I kind of said, you know, short comment periods, registries having the rule of the roost, nobody, no real oversight, uh, a board that ultimately, you know, even, so we, we, what we did was we, you know, uh, with great help of uh, Rick Schwartz, we, you know, let folks in know what was about to happen with this. We got, you know, over a thousand comments, I think it might have been 2,000 comments, on the ICANN comment board. And, of course, you know, the ICANN board of directors just completely ignored everything, and every single board member voted to, to approve these deals. Uh, and they were incredibly lopsided, lousy deals for registrants. Again, I want to preface, it's the registrants, the, the you know, mom and pops, big domain holders, little domain holders, everybody's interests are sort of aligned in, you know, in their, you know, 
concerns of being able to renew their domain names at a fair price, uh, being able to know that the registry isn't going to try to yank the rug out from under them uh, by creating prohibitive renewals. Um, and, and the problem is that, you know, mom and pops have created uh, these namespaces by building websites there, and then other people go, wow, they have a website there, I'll build one there too. And that's why .com became this juggernaut that it is. It, you know, it just sort of happened over time. Everybody bought into it. And now, you know, you sort of have the registries, Verisign, PIR, uh, uh, in .org, you know, tacitly changing the rules and making it more difficult. They take a much longer time horizon than I can. They take a much longer time horizon viewpoint on the, uh, their namespace than the, uh, uh, than the registrants and registrars. And they just kind of make, there's a sort of an unholy, unhealthy dynamic playing out where they kind of get to do what they want to do, and it's borne out on the back of uh, registrants, small and large. And so I just said, you know, this is bogus. You know, somebody's got to do something. And I, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be a lot harder. We've had, you know, we've... Uh, We've had some very, very good success in, in relatively short order where we're making real inroads, getting our there's – there's definitely, I want to say, we have, you know, lobbyists in D.C. We have and – and the people who are listening to our message are very interested in, you know, what we have to say. They've known it, – it's kind of like they've known for years – that, you know, the message they're hearing from the lobbyists of, you know, large registry operators is kind of a little slanted that maybe there are registrants who are affected by all this. And, you know, but there hasn't been a really good lobby for the other side. Now that there is, you know, I think it's definitely making some inroads. It's making some, some changes. And I'm, I'm happy to see it. It's, things are happening much faster uh, and much more positive in much more short period of time. It's been less than a year since we, you know, uh, since this sort of came about or was conceived. And, uh, and I think it's very healthy. You know, I think it's a healthy right. change. Now, now um, um, I want you to ma- make a comment on the whole uh, registrar, register fly uh, debacle and um, ICA's role in at least helping in that scenario. What... Um, uh, Give me, I, give me an I, idea I about the contribution. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, give me an idea about the contribution that you feel that ICA stepped in and helped out in terms of making it a more urgent matter than what it was. And then also, what's your you know, personal take on a situation that uh, this, this registrar um, basically, uh, in front of everybody's eyes, goes out of business and then has all these names held hostage, and um, oh. you know, ICANN can't even do anything about it? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, firstly, I think ICANN is now trying. In fact, I know they are. They've had some uh, staff who work 70 hours a week, literally, trying to do stuff. But I think ultimately they they need more of a a general over there, somebody who can can see this stuff coming and do stuff. I I saw this coming years ago, uh, and I was very troubled by it, so I invested in a registrar. Do I want to run a registrar? No. I would much prefer, you know, uh, you know, not to do that, uh, you know, just because it's a lot of work. But ultimately, you know, there is no sheriff in town, you know. The, the, you know, the outlaws are roaming the streets with guns, is the way I sort of see it. I, I don't want to be, you know, overly dramatic, but you have no insurance. There's, you know, you've got registrants. I mean, I've invested tens of millions of dollars in cash in buying domain names, and I'm not going to sort of sit by and twiddle my thumbs as bad guy registrars sort of change their terms of service and try to uh, swindle me and shake me till my names fall, you know? So, um, so I assume you know, you're, 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 you're speaking about um, registrar, register fly in particular, yes. and maybe some other registrars yes. that you've had bad experience Absolutely. with. Absolutely. There, there, there's some very, very good registrars out there, clearly. But, but by and large, you know, I, I want to, you know, 
there is no insurance. You could build your, you know, for example, uh, you know, you could register your names with a great registrar. And that registrar could sell to another party, you know, and the, the founder of that great registrar could, you know, say, thank you, that was great, you know, and, and sail off into the sunset and have that Roy Rogers moment. But what happens to the existing registrar that's there? You know, new bad guys can come in and change, have a different ethic, you know, they can, you know, make small, minor changes to the way that that registrar runs to make it more difficult for their registrant population to manage their names they can you know they can institute a rule and if you change a who is record you can't do anything to move your name away for 60 days get that extra year from you yeah um, you know they could change the terms of service in draconian ways that are you know as yet unthought of uh, that make it look like maybe you don't own any domain rights at all and the registrar does and you're obligated to pay much 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 more uh, next year there are all kinds of games that can be played uh, at the registrar level. And, uh, you know, ultimately for large commercial registrants, that's not healthy, you know, because, you know, as, as I pointed out, those parties have a lot of money invested. You know, there's there's often debt that's backing that up. There's, uh, you know, there's leverage applied. And, you know, people are on the hook for a lot of money. So you need to know that your names are, are being well managed. I mean, the alternative is also to go to, you know, the best registrar you can find and lock your names down and advance renew them. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to go off topic, uh, but you, you were asking about how the ICA, what they've done about RegisterFly. Um, so what happened was, uh, you know, our our, uh, our lobbyists saw a lot of this early on, and we sent a, you know, appointed uh, letter asking for more information from ICANN, uh, which we posted publicly, uh, and we didn't really get a lot of response, <laughs> you know. Uh, right. So. Um, you know, basically, finally, I think we got some uh, form of answer uh, publicly when, when uh, you know, ICANN stepped out and said, you know, we're, they're working with the registries to try to, you know, mitigate the loss to, uh, um, you know, to uh, uh, registrants through, uh, you know, negligent expiring of domain names. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the whole situation there with RegisterFly is just a, a textbook example of, you know, it's like the big bad, you know, like this is exactly what registrants fear. You know, what happens if my registrar goes on a uh, three-day crack bender and I can't get a hold of the key staff, you know? <laughs> who is accountable, you know? Who who can do something? Where's the sheriff, you know? There is no sheriff. Right. So so you're the sheriff, you know? That, that's what you got to do. And, uh, I mean, you know, Monty, in, in a lot of ways, you are a sheriff. I mean, you run a, you are the marshal in, in this town. You run a good registrar. You know, there are other great registrars out there, but not all of them. So, right, you know. right, right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So let's talk a little bit, let's shift gears as we're winding up uh, and talk about um, uh, about your blog. When did you start it, and um, um, why did you do it? Uh, so, you know, again, my, my wife said, uh, actually, like, partly my wife, she pointed out in the same week, as I got, I got a note from a, a young lady um, who, you know, is, you know, very, you know, this is like exactly what I sort of saw coming a long time ago, that you have a lot more uh, people come into the domain business. There's still a lot of headroom for people to uh, build an opportunity for themselves and build a, uh, a much better life. And so uh, there was a young lady by the name of Tia, and she um, sent me a note saying, you know, I, I read your, uh, your comment in Circle ID, you know, a domain uh, and uh, a related forum, like a, 
an IP-related uh, forum. Uh, I made a comment, a post about the you know domain tasting called uh, that the uh, the folks at the at Circle ID actually named. They called it the closing window, um, and then. Uh, she read that and said that's you know the most accurate, most uh, detailed uh, piece about the domain business I think I've ever read. Is there anything else I can read? I was very flattering, very kind of her. Right. And so I, I um, just in the same week, my wife said, you know, you should give back to the community. You've, you know, we've we've had a really good run. You know, you've been really fortunate, and you should just do something to help out. You know, registrants in any way you can. And I, you know, again, I was consistently reading stories in the press and getting you know solicitations from the odd journalist who were just, I mean, lost people. Like the, I'm talking about the journalists here. Folks who just, who are, you know, actual reporters for magazines, and they're, I, I cover domain names for a big magazine. Uh, by the way, let me preface, there's some very good reporters who understand the domain business now, uh, but there are some others who, you know, are, you probably haven't read their work, uh, and they are just, you know, lost folks. And, and, you know, so I just thought, you know, it was incumbent on me to try to do something. You know, to give back. I mean, that's really, you know, I, I'll say this, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't have a big ego as a person, but as insofar as my blog goes, I really have no ego. If I thought for a second that I wasn't actually doing something decent there or I wasn't, you know, people didn't, you know, like it, or if there was another uh, blog where somebody was posting something that was really informative and cut to the heart, you know, of what was really going on, I would stop. You know, because you know, I'd like to have those hours back in my day, and <laughs> and um, but so I'm I'm just trying to see where this goes to try to help folks who who really don't know uh, as much about the industry, and um, and that's the agenda. You know, I'm just sort of trying to maybe maybe that's the underlying theme here is I you know I've, I've been really really fortunate. I've run been able to build a great company, in a, you know, sort of a wholesome way, and I feel like I can you know I want to try to give back a little. Well, that's, that's great. So, how does one come and um, and participate in the blog and, and read it? What's the uh, what's the uh, uh, location? Well, you can always go to frankshilling.com or Seven Mile, which is the name of the beach I live on. Uh, and you can go to Seven Mile with a number seven, or you can go go to Seven Mile with uh, by typing it out. I, I'm no friend of Google's with these multiple domain names. They won't get indexed too well, but <laughs> uh, you'll find me, I'm sure. And um, um, I guess you. Uh, you really won some good auctions on those. <laughs> get those names. That's classic. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the future trends you see in the industry, and um, you know, t- t- give us an idea where you see the future of the domain business. Well, I I really do think it's going to be a much bigger industry in a lot of ways. And, and you know, there's a uh, anybody who's seen An Inconvenient Truth, the Al Gore movie, uh, he has a great little graphic in it where, you know, the frog is in the uh, warm water, and as they uh, turn up the heat on the stove, you don't really realize, um, you know, that the wa- the frog doesn't realize that, uh, you know, the water's getting hot until he's rescued, of course, in, in the end. But uh, I think the, the domain industry is kind of, uh, funny like that. I mean, it's changed so much, um, you know, in the last five years. If, if you, you know, gotten it in the DeLorean and, you know, warmed up the flux capacitor and headed to 2007 from 2002, you'd be like, wow, what happened? You know, this is amazing. You've got domain conventions. You've got, you know, people making all kinds of money. The, un, 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 unbelievable, you know, like the way that the, the business has really evolved. Uh, but it's been so gradual that, you know, you haven't really noticed it. In the future, you know, I see a lot more growth. I see a lot more newcomers coming in. I think 
I, I do believe that you know arbitrage is going to be a big part of that. Um, it, you know, it's it, everything is one form of arbitrage or another. But I believe in more keyword arbitrage between the engines and high quality domain names. Uh, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of people building websites like NetShops. Uh, I mean, that is definitely a trend. Uh, NetShops. I don't know if you know that company, NetShops.com. Yeah, they're actually uh, uh, they actually have all their domain names here and uh, do uh, acquisitions all the time and use our escrow service. And uh, yeah, they're building up quite a nice little um, co- commerce portfolio of commerce related names, and I think they're going to be very very powerful. I, I think that's going to be a billion dollar company very soon. I think that's going to be a huge company. I think those folks get it. They're t- what they're basically doing for the benefit of those who don't already know is they're taking products where there is no brand leader. Like if I say to you cola, you say Coke or Pepsi, right? What they're doing is they're taking products like hammocks, you know, patio heaters. What are they, you know? Uh, there is no brand leader that jumps out and goes, oh, hammocks. I'm going to go to Coca-Cola hammocks. There, there's none. It's, there's so many manufacturers. And what they're doing is they recognize the power of the domain in that circumstance where you, uh, you know, buy the category of the you know of the product you're selling buy that buy that as a domain name buy hammocks.com um, and then go ahead and build a product that that ships products uh, you know you can take one domain name and provide ten jobs you know to people who are you know who have lives and I mean they become they become full businesses and I I see that type of a thing uh, happening a lot more as you know scalable software becomes cheaper I mean or free even. Uh, software allows you to scale that. So I, I think, you know, the the, uh, the big domain holders today might be the Walmarts of tomorrow. Right. And they might be, you know, the big media concerns of tomorrow. Uh, I, I, in some circumstances, I actually, I know of a few guys. I'm not the biggest domainer in the world. There are, there are bigger domainers than I am. And, you know, I'm just, you know, uh, one who's decided to become less, uh, you know, private because there's less tactical advantage. You know, in the olden days, I should add, you know, in the olden days, there was a, a tactical advantage to playing things close to your vest. Today, the secrets in the domain business are 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 few, and so you know the timing is right as well. But anyway, um, I, I just see potentially some of the big domainers who have you know been very private, maybe coming out of the shadows or actually becoming very big, buying large companies. Uh, with their with their astronomical cash flow, some of these guys that are just there, there's some very large folks, um, right, that are very successful and very private. What what about um, what about uh, the cyber squatting situation that's going on here? Yeah, yeah, that that's a I think that's always been a concern. I think that's going to continue to be a a, a huge uh, problem. Um, you know, the in a, in a way over the last few years, tasting has led to that. You know, I. I think it's wrong to get up in the morning and get up out of bed and try to take people's marks. You know, I don't do that. Um, but there are people who do that. And cyber squatting, you know, is not illegal in, you know, Asia. It's not illegal in uh, different countries. So it's hard to control. You know, it's kind of like it's, it's more difficult than spam, uh, I think, to control. And then, you know, again, I mean, you and I have chatted about this, that the big problem with cyber squatting is, you know, what flavor do you want your cyber squatting? Do you want, uh, you know, the small registrant who's registering, you know, assorted marks, or do you want them to disable that domain name? And, you know, we've unseated that cyber squatter. Great job. Pat on the back uh, to all the attorneys involved in the job. And then the, the domain name still resolves, only now it resolves in the browser and goes to Microsoft to their error page. So right. the, traffic, right. the traffic lives on, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Uh, the, you know, the, uh, it, 
if you added up all these squatted domain names on Earth, every single one of them, it is not as much traffic as flows every day through variants, through the uh, MSN error search. I mean, live.com, msn.com, these are not the number three sites. Microsoft is not the number three search engine because they execute better. They get a ton of error search, I mean, flowing through their browser's address bar. And, I mean, type in variants of the brand you love right now, append.com, and if it's not owned by a cyber squatter, it's resolving to Microsoft or I, I'm not going to give Google a free pass on this. They do the same thing through the Firefox uh, browser, same error search dynamic. And it's, dis it's uh, disabled for some technically savvy folks, you know, uh, who will say, oh, I, I use this uh, uh, disable, or I, I allow the 404 through, or I, you know, whatever. 80% of, of people with browsers, it's going to the, to the paid search results for, for, uh, on their browser. So I'm kind of, I, I definitely... Do not endorse cyber squatting. I encourage everybody I know to avoid registering over trademarks. I came in at a time when a lot of great generics were available. They are today, but that doesn't mean go register a bunch of, of trademarks. But I kind of look at things in a pragmatic sense in that I don't like what I see when, when those names don't resolve either because they, you know, it would be nice yeah, to it's, 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 it's the same thing. You know, it is. It's exactly the same. It's it exactly the same thing. Um, and ironically, uh, a lot of the cyber squatted domain names actually get to the ultimate destination of where they where what they're cyber squatting on. And so, the the ultimate winner in a cyber squatted domain names many times is the person that's being cyber squatted against. So they end up with the traffic anyway. I, I know. I, I think you know. I, you know. You know. What's funny is, um, uh, you know, five years ago. A lot of uh, you and I and, and guys like this would have said, you know, I see cyber squatting as a huge problem in the future, back when, you know, IP holders just didn't see it, you know. And today, five years later, guys like you and I are having this kind of a, a frank conversation where, you know, who really wins in cyber squatting? What happens when the name doesn't resolve? It just goes to Microsoft. You, know, you start to kind of have this awakening as to what actually happens on the net. And I think, you know, if, if I can make a prediction, maybe in five years' time, um, one of the changes you'll see is, is um, you know, actual brand holders and IP counsel have some kind of awakening as they kind of come around and go, wait a minute, you know, there's, you know, who, who's really, you know, winning here and where does the, who really benefits and how does the traffic come around? And, you know, they start to kind of get their arms around this. It's, you know, it doesn't make what cyber squatters are doing right, but, um, you know, the, it's just what flavor do you want your cyber squatting? You know, what I say. Do you want right. the uh, <laughs> you, do you want the little domainer? I, I would prefer neither. I'd like to go on record. You know, I'd like uh, those to resolve 404 error, or you know, preferably as the owner of the guy. You know, every time somebody types uh, one of my domain names dot x o m, you know, extension side. Right. That goes back to the Microsoft page as well. So I'm one of the biggest victims of cyber squatting in the world. You know in the sense that I run a huge network with a lot of domain names, uh, great domain names, you know, names I'd be proud to march down Main Street. And these folks, by, you know, the browser manufacturer, by virtue of the fact that they own everything on the other side of the dot through the error search, they're harvesting that traffic that's intended for me. When somebody types .comm, they're coming from my website, you know, or your website, monitor, right. you know. Right. But if they don't type it right, it's going to Microsoft. You know, it's going to their live search. It's going to Google through the Firefox uh, toolbar or through their browser plugin. Right. So, right. So, we're, I think you know, 
some of the biggest holders of domain names in, in a true twist of irony, irony are, are the biggest victims of cyber squatting. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. Well, as yeah. we wind up, um, and, and it's been very enlightening, I can still tell you, know, I, I feel like that you and I can continue this conversation for another hour on, on the show. Unfortunately, um, I have another guest I have to get on. Um, well, fortunately, I do uh, from, uh, from huh. Affiliates. But um, let's leave us with um, maybe two or three things that you've learned throughout this domain career that, um, that's made you successful or some things that maybe that you didn't use but now you intend to use or you're going to use that can make anybody successful that really no one else knows about. I mean, we all know about staying persistent and keeping, you know, keeping your head to the ground and believing in what you believe in and then making sure that you follow through. And, of course, we've all been successful doing that. Is there anything in your negotiation experience, your, uh, the way that you've bought and sold domain names, your, your auction strategy, um, anything that you can enlighten the rest of the listeners on that um, really can give them an edge um, uh, and help them out, knowing that um, they may potentially compete with you in some ways, but, uh, but, but no, I welcome obviously, you. I obviously we're all about it. Yeah, be healthy. Yeah, obviously we want the industry to be healthier and healthier and stronger and stronger so that we can have our kids and our children's children uh, be employed here, you know, and, and, yeah. and keep it going as an important industry. So share some, uh, share some love about what you, some things you know that maybe somebody else doesn't know about what we do every day. Well, no pressure there. Geez, I really, <laughs> aside from persistence, which is really, really important, again, you know, you've got to love what you do. You've got to, you know, maybe that is the best advice. I just kind of fell into that there. I mean, maybe the best thing is, you know, people say to me, you know, what do I do? And, you know, I think the best thing is focus on it and an element in this business that you're passionate about. I, I'm a car guy and a plane guy. I like cars and planes. I think if I, you know, were to, you know, do it all over again, I'd do something in that space, maybe, and then leverage what I know about paid search to make that work for me. Maybe buying traffic, you know. I think maybe a form of arbitrage, you know, like where you, you know, buy traffic from, uh, you know, the engines, buy traffic from Google, buy traffic. Uh, from Yahoo to funnel it to your business or do some form of uh, keyword arbitrage if you own a category killer domain name you know that doesn't get a lot of traffic so somebody sold it to you less expensively because it, it just doesn't have a ton of type in traffic but it's a big name it may have a lot of search counts so you can run your names back and see like for example against like the overture tool and say how many searches does this term get apart you know, wow, that's how many visits I can harvest out of the engines. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, that, that's a well-kept secret because, you know, I, you and I both, you know, know about, ep- you know, huge epic names. Like I own sexual dysfunction. It's a big domain name. It's a big problem. But it gets one unique a day, one type in visit a day uh, organically off the net. It just it's spelled correctly. It's just, but yet in the search engines, you've got, you know, 10,000 people a month who search for that. that right. Nobody wants to type it in. They're afraid why opportunity might happen. to be the leading arbitrageur. So. Uh, so I said, uh, I said that uh, no one wants to type that in. They might be afraid what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um, but um, you know, so that, that type of thing, using the fact that, you know, the owner of that domain, if, if, you know, if I didn't know what I just told you, you know, and I were, you know, inclined to sell a domain name, I'd go, you know, this domain name makes one visit a day. I'm not making any money on it. Let's just sell it. I'll sell it for, you know, for five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. That would be a huge mistake because there is a huge, you know, anybody who is involved in arbitrage will tell you if you have the matching domain name, a lot of times that's all people can see within the search engines is that, you know, the URL and the description. And you will draw the click if you have the matching domain name. So, you, you know, I think the, the best, the holders of the most potent search strings as domain names will ultimately be in the best position to arbitrage. I think that's, 
that's a well-kept secret that nobody's exploited yet. And then, you know, again, just taking a, registering a, a name or trying to buy a name in the secondary market from, you know, I, I don't mean this in a negative sense, but a weaker holder, somebody who is not as interested in holding the name long term, uh, buy that name for value at market. You know, I, I paid you know four thousand dollars for rum cakes. I mean, you know, I'll turn that into a million dollar business. I give away eighteen thousand bucks worth of rum cakes a year. And, you know, and I got to tell you something, Frank. As that, you know, those, Monty, those are the, end of the fine Cayman Islands rum cake. Those um, are the you know, best freaking rum cakes that anyone has ever had. My, you sent you sent a box of those things to my office, and my staff just went through them in two or three days. I mean, I think you sent uh, like a dozen or something here, and they were just like it was gone. They were gone. They ate so many so much rum cake, they got drunk off of it. <laughs> and so I think there's a, you know, like that type of thing. I should be making those rum cakes uh, for the amount. Of, I don't get any discount, by the way. Uh, nothing palpable. So, you know, I should be uh, making those rum cakes, not buying them. And, you know, so maybe that's what I'll do next. <laughs> I'll run the rum cake. Well, maybe, maybe you'll so, donate the domain name to them. <laughs> that's right. So, so it's, I think it's like... Uh, like that. Those are the types of opportunities, but you'll need to have persistence and a love for what you do in order to thrive. That's the bottom line. You're not going to get anywhere if, you know, three days and you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I just want to get them, you know, I just want to get the jet. You know, I just want to work hard enough so I can, so I can fly a jet, uh, my, you know, your own plane. If that's what drives you, you're not going to get there, I don't think, unless you really, really want to get in the jet, you know? <laughs> right, right. So right. it's like you need to have a reason to get up and I think you, you need to have a love for what you do otherwise you know you, you just it sounds so cliche it took me years to figure this out I heard other successful people say it now I, I now I get it you know I was a late bloomer myself you know I, it could have easily gone the other way for me you know I wouldn't be living here you would have never heard about me I would have been like a footnote but you know I, I've been so very lucky but you know I've, in some respects I've made my own luck by working hard and I think I think I, I really do believe that there's still huge, huge opportunities in this business. I'm not just saying that. So. Well, that's great. Well, Frank, uh, I really appreciate your time. I thought I think this uh, this, this was really insightful and um, um, entertaining, and also uh, uh, taught a lot of people that were listening about uh, what you're all about and what makes you successful, and that you get you're giving it back to the industry, and that's really great of you to do. And uh, it's a pleasure that uh, you know for me personally to have to do business with you and want to do business with you. And I know we've been doing business with each other for a long time, and it's great that you've been a guest on on Domain Masters today. Uh, it's long overdue, you know, no advice. And honestly, thank you, Monty. I mean, really, you have done more for this industry than a lot of people know. I mean, the industry owes you a, a big thanks. So thanks. Well, well, I appreciate that, and thank you. Thank you. Right. So uh, have a great time eating those rum cakes and watching that sunset tonight. <laughs> I will. All right. Thanks sincerely. Take care. Okay, Frank Schilling. Thank you very much. Okay, folks, uh, a long interview with Frank Schilling. I want to thank him again for his time. Um, Frank is a pioneer in our industry and uh, definitely has a proven track record of success, probably one of the most successful, if not the most successful domainer in our business, and uh, 350,000 domain names owned, uh, uh, two basically running on a two-man shop and uh, just really experienced. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. I know we're running a little bit late, uh, but I want to have uh, the folks on from Affiliates on to talk about their milestone, and so we'll be back, right back on with... Uh, with Rowan LaPlante. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. 
The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAzRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. GenieKnows has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Have you heard that content is king? Yeah. What's that mean? I don't even have a clue. Hmm. Wonder if that's important. Important? Search engine optimized web content is essential. Essential for maximizing page rank. Essential for increasing sales. GetWebContent.com is the internet's foremost provider of custom written search engine optimized copy. GetWebContent.com is easy to access and ultra cost effective. Right now, copy is indeed king. And GetWebContent.com is the king of copy. Check it out today. Bob Byron here from Life Tips. Howdy. My name is Josie Wales. Ah. Well, you, I don't know if you've seen my Stetson. Yeah, they're making those these days. They're shakes and business executives. Woods. So I say that's for special occasions. He's got the panache. Yeah, it means flamboyance. I think for people losing their hair like I am, it's a genetic thing with me. Yeah. You're a legend in your own mind. Cowboy hats are part of my heritage. What are you talking about? All my relatives on both sides of my family are from Texas. Well, we're not just going to let you walk out of here. A-okay. Let's get to it. Go ahead. Make my day. I wanted to just ask a little bit about your strategy. Smith, Wesson, and me. Run for the high hills. You can get lost out here. Go ahead, make your day. Every Wednesday with Byron White and his trusty sidekick, Melanie, on Live Tips. Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere, even the wild, wild west. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Domain Masters. Uh, Monty Khan continuing on. Uh, Again, thanks to my special guest, Frank Schilling, from Name Administration. My next guest, and I apologize for the delay, uh, is uh, Roland LaPlante. His 25-year career in marketing began in Procter & Gamble. 
He has held senior marketing positions at McGraw-Hill, uh, Peruvian, uh Corporation, Citibank, uh, as well as many others. He was most recently Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at uh, X. Uh, Exilibris, and uh, the Internet Publishing Company uh, in Philadelphia. Roland has extensive Internet marketing experience, and um, he is now the Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of Affilius. Affilius has done a great job in promoting many extensions, and, and they're the back engine for several extensions that you guys uh, register every day, and we're going to learn about some of those in case you didn't know. But one of the most uh, famous uh, extensions that they've been able to be successful in is the .info extension, and it's just hit a milestone of uh, the four millionth domain name registered, and I think it uh, qualifies as I think the fastest uh, domain registration um, uh, extension in that area. Roland, welcome to Domain Masters. Hey, thanks a lot, Monty. It's really a pleasure to be here. I have to say, I just listened to the Frank segment, and uh, he is such a legend in the industry that I just found his comments to be fascinating. That was a, that was a great segment. Yeah, again, I apologize for delaying, but uh, um, I got to, we got started a little bit late, and of course, uh, he had a lot to talk, to talk about, so so we did. <laughs> so so tell us a little bit about um, about Affiliates, and then the, about the announcement that was made this week. Okay, well, thank you. Um, Affiliates is uh, does uh, global registry work. Uh, essentially, we maintain the master databases for a number of domains. Uh, and we also manage the DNS that, uh, you know, we're really at the plumbing level of the Internet as a registry services company. Uh, Affilius was formed about uh, almost six years ago now, um, and it was formed in, in order to uh, take advantage of ICANN's first ever opening of the route to, to uh, some new applications for new domains. Uh, and back in 2001, which seems like ancient history now, uh, ICANN, uh, approved seven new domains to go into the root, which was a revolutionary thing at the time. And those were uh, Info, Biz, uh, Name, Museum, Pro, Co-op, Arrow, uh, and those are all in the root now and all at the various levels of success. Uh, Info was the first one to launch uh, back in July of 2001, uh, and it's uh, now passed, as Monty said, it passed the 4 million mark recently, uh, and it now has more uh, uh, registrations in it than all six of the other ones that were introduced at about the same time uh, combined. Of course, it had a little different purpose in mind. It's, a, it's, a, it's really designed to be a generic domain that anyone, you know, it's totally unrestricted. Anyone can register names in it. Um, it it's not for any particular, uh, it's not restricted to any particular purpose. So we, we see uh, this being used for tourism sites, for product sites, for blogs, for all kinds of different uses now. Uh, right and uh, and it's at, uh, it's at it's at four million, which makes it the number six largest domain across the entire internet. Uh, we've reached that milestone after about uh, five years of, of pretty aggressive marketing and very aggressive support by the registrars. So so a lot of questions come up between the .biz and .info name, and what what's what do you think's made .info so much more successful than .biz and obviously in the resale market much more valuable in terms of resale as an investment opportunity as well. Well, I'd love to tell you that it was uh, that it was superior marketing, but I think at the very heart of the differences between the two is that .info is a better name at the end of the day. Uh, it um, uh, it means the same thing in a lot of different languages. Uh, info got uh, got a great start, got its fastest start actually in Europe, uh, and uh, particularly in Germany, which is a big domain market, uh, because a lot of those people uh, missed out on the .com boom initially. And needed to have names that they could they could um, 
uh, named their, they wanted their businesses names, they wanted their blog names, they wanted uh, uh, they wanted names that they couldn't get in .com. Uh, and info became available. Uh, the technology that supports .info, the DNS, and so forth, it, you know, all works. Uh, you know, delivers the same kind of service, the same kind of reliable service as you get with .com and and the other major domain names. And people found it to be a very successful way to uh, to actually get the name they wanted on the internet, as opposed to a name with a number behind it or a much longer name. Right, right. Now, now you guys have been also very aggressive. You know, you, you kind of shied away from your marketing um, expertise, but you guys have been very aggressive in marketing and also very aggressive in terms of your attractive pricing that you've been able to share to registrars like Moniker and that we've been able to pass down to our registrants. What was the basis behind that? Because most of the other registries seem to be on the greedy side of trying to take the full 6 or five seventy-five, full 6 $7 domain registration, and you guys were one of the first ones to create, um, you know, creative plans to get domain registrations down below $2 and, uh, and really help move the needle in terms of number of registrations. Well, a couple of things. Well, the, the most important thing, I think, is that from the very beginning uh, of .info, we realized that the registrar channel itself was, uh, was the best possible way, that is, marketing through the registrar channel was the best possible way for us to make .info popular and get it in front of registrants. Registrars are very close to their customers. Uh, there's, a, there's a large and very competitive pool of registrars available now, uh, and, and every registrar is trying to find a, a different way to become uh, competitive, to be special, uh, and we thought if we could provide them with a special offer on, uh, on, on the first year of a new registration for .info. We, we typically don't do much promotion in, you know, five-year terms and renewals and things like that, but to give somebody um, a break to try .info uh, out of the box, we thought that would be a good way to uh, begin the promotion of it. So we worked with the registrars, we came up with plans, uh, and those have, been, uh, those have been remarkably uh, successful. Over the last, uh, you know, over the last 12 months, you know, we've been adding 50 to 100,000 net new domains onto .info every single month, um, and it's really growing uh, pretty spectacularly. And um, now, the, the 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 some of the key brands that are using .info. Do you have um, like a like a like the top five largest players that people might recognize that are actually moved to the .info brand or started a .info brand? What are some of the more more uh, you know successful companies that are now using the brand? Well, some of the some of the most uh, uh, frequently visited websites are um, are ones like MTA.info in New York. Uh, that that site was registered and launched just before the uh, September 11th disaster, uh, and it got a, just a tremendous amount of of uh, activity uh, right in the months following that. When people in New York were trying to find out how to you know how to get around the site, how to get around the city of New York uh, through the uh, subway system, the Metropolitan Transit Authority. So MTA.info was a, was a very, very successful site. Uh, Spain.info is a big tourist site. Uh, the country of Spain uh, registered that uh, and is using it as a, as a tourist portal. Uh, and there are a number of domains that have done uh, quite well, actually, in the secondary market. Uh, I know you're familiar with New York.info because you guys uh, managed the sale of that, yeah. uh, which sold for like $46,000 yeah. uh, back, uh, back in late 2006. Uh, and there's a number of other ones uh, that have done very well also. And uh, who do you see primarily buying .infos? Is it uh, pretty focused on United States citizens, or is it spread across the world now? 
Well, about uh, 51% of the sales are in the U.S., and the reason we're able to say that is because one of the different things and one of the advances that Info presented was the, was the establishment of a thick registry. And while that's kind of a technical term, what it means is that the, uh, uh, all of the contact data for each domain name resides at the registry as well as at the registrar level. So in the case where a registrar might go out of business, all of that information is still retained. Um, so as a, as a thick registry, we know the country code of each registrant. Uh, and so we're able to look at that and say, okay, 51% of that info sales are in, uh, are in North America. Uh, and Europe is a, uh, is in second place at about 38%. So between North America and Europe is where most of the domains have been sold for info, which is uh, reasonably true, I think, across the comm spectrum as well. Uh, may not skew quite as, quite as much to there because I know comm has a lot of business in Asia as well. But most of our business is, uh, at the present moment anyway, is in the U.S. and and uh, in Europe. So a lot of people don't know what other um, uh, CCTLDs and what other extensions that are supported by the dot, the affiliate infrastructure. Why don't you share that with us? Because it, it it is quite surprising that uh, um, many of the new extensions have chosen affiliates to run their back end um, because it's been so solid and proven. Uh, that's right, uh, Monty. Uh, uh, many of you are familiar with the .mobi launch that uh, that just recently launched uh, about a year ago. Uh, our technology is is running the back end for .mobi. Uh, .arrow, which is a sponsored top-level domain uh, dedicated to the uh, aeronautics industry, uh, is also uh, supported by by uh, affiliates technology. Uh, we're also under contract to Public Interest Registry to to provide the back office support for .org. Uh, so Info and Org are our two biggest um, uh, domains right now. Uh, we're the back office uh, support for .Asia, which will be coming out in the fall, which we expect will be uh, very successful because we think there's a big need for that. But we're also uh, supporting a number of country codes who wouldn't be able to, to, to uh, uh, afford for themselves world-class technology like the kind we use to support uh, our other domains. So, for example, we're supporting .in, the India country code. We're supporting the country code for Belize, uh, for Antigua, uh, for Peru, uh, for Honduras, for the Seychelles, uh, for St. Vincent's in the Caribbean, uh, for Gibraltar. Uh, and we have a number of other um, country codes that, are, that, that continue to be interested in, in getting our services. And all, we're supporting 14 different domains, which is more domains, uh, more separate domains than any other uh, registry services provider. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. I, I didn't even know about some of those myself, and I'm a registrar uh, <laughs> actually uh, selling some of those. Um, and and I know there's a new uh, launch of another regional uh, TLD. I like to call it regional, similar to the .au uh, launch, but uh, .asia is due out, and I guess they're going to be running on your back end as well. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly true. Uh, .asia is a uh, is a is a company that was uh, set up in Hong Kong, the .asia organization, and it's. Uh, uh, is comprised of a number of country codes in the Asia region, uh, as well as a number of entrepreneurs, and, and we think that there's a there's a big there's, that there's going to be significant demand for that. So, so let's talk just briefly about that before we wind up. But you know, obviously, there some people may say there's a lot of you know um, we're meeting a supply and demand market by some of these general you know the the, the primary GTLDs, which is you know the dot infos, dot bizes, and the and the comnet and orgs in the world, but. What do you think about these regional TLDs, the .EU and .Asia, and some of the newer ones that are coming out, .tel, for instance, which um, you know a lot of people have confusion about compared to what .mobi provides? Talk a little bit about that. The, the what 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 the 
what the registries are talking about in terms of infiltration and uh, maybe saturation of extensions and dilution of brand value. What's your thought on that? What's the company's stance on it? And um, you know, where do you think the industry's headed? Well, it was interesting to hear Frank's comments earlier about his expectations regarding growth, uh, because we share those expectations entirely. Uh, the world's economies are growing. Internet expansion is growing worldwide. The kinds of things you can do on the Internet are, is expanding worldwide. Uh, innovations like the whole uh, pay-per-click and advertising models that Frank was talking about, you know, create, you know, dramatic new demand for domains. Uh, people are typing in names uh, all the time, trying to get to the kind of information that they want on the Internet. So, so we see the opportunity for for significantly more domains to be established on the Internet. Now, at the same time, just as in the consumer goods business, uh, if you have too many domains, there is likely to be some confusion. Uh, and one of the things that, that uh, Affiliates is most concerned about um, uh, is that, you know, there's a movement to allow anybody with a PC uh, who wants to set up a registry to get into the registry business. Uh, and I think we're seeing some of the fallout from uh, from uh, um, uh, in, you know, the registry fly example uh, that you guys talked about earlier, uh, where, you know, you really need to have expertise, you really need to have dedication, you really need to have staying power, and you really need to have oversight in order to make sure that the Internet continues to be a stable and secure environment. And, 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 and causing only qualified operators, qualified operators who have a track record of delivering sustained, secure, stable service, we believe is really critical. Um, once, once that underpinning is established for a domain, for any new domain, uh, then I think it's going to be let the marketplace decide. Uh, right. People need choices. Uh, they're doing a lot more things on the Internet. Uh, I think we should try a number of new domains uh, and see what actually works on the Internet, as long as, as, long as we're not taking any technical security or uh, stability risk with those. Because people, I think, have a right to, to assume that when they register a domain name, that it's going to actually work. Um, and that's what, uh, that's what mostly concerns us on the registry side. Right. And, and your, point is, uh, your point is correct, and so is Frank's, that... Um, you know, those worried about uh, saturation and too many extensions and the, the market diluting, the facts are that there's 2 million new Internet users getting online every single, I think it's about every three weeks to every four weeks. Mm -hmm. Peripherals and, and, uh, um, uh, and computers are a lot less expensive. High-speed access is affordable and accessible just about to anyone. Wireless access is, are now popping up in, in cities all over the world. Uh, that, that is free to users. Uh, web development and website development is template-based and and easy to do and, um, um, and, and a lot more affordable and uh, starting a business out of your home, being an eBay affiliate, being an affiliate of a registrar, being affiliates of other systems, having your own affiliate network, buying and selling domain names are now all real uh, business opportunities and then, and, and, you know, inspiring growth and, and reinvesting in our industry is what's happening and, and therefore there's always going to be a need for these dot, dot, uh, um, you know, it, uh, domain names. You know, in our in our in our industry, people aren't going to have just one domain name. You know, they're they're going to want to be related to their country. They're going to they're, a number of people are going to want to be uh, associated with their region, be that uh, you know Europe or Asia or wherever else. Uh, and a number of people are going to also want to be uh, related to sort of the world in general. You know, which a, which a generic TLD like .info will provide for them. So so I don't think it's going to be a matter of somebody just picking and being in only one extension. I think they're going to be in multiple extensions, and they're going to be trying to, uh, you know, kind of build that uh, across across uh, domains 
uh, presence that, that will allow them to establish their brand and be successful on the Internet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, before we wrap up, um, I know it's, um, I know it's, um, um, you're, in, you're coming from a different angle of the business. You're not, uh, you're not necessarily supplying the end users. You are indirectly through us as registrars. What are some key points of success that those that are listening could use uh, from your experience in the industry, from what you've seen be successful that maybe people don't know about? As you know, I do this every show. I ask my guests to, to give us some love, give us some secrets of what's made them successful, both personally in their business, in their industry, that maybe no one else knows so that we all become stronger by the knowledge that we all share and the industry has much more legs, much more stamina to, uh, to not only survive but to thrive in the future. Well, I think I think the key thing is to be open to new ideas. Uh, you know, some people in the industry are like, okay, we have calm. Uh, calm is king, only calm, that's all we're ever going to have. Uh, but with these new domains coming up, particularly with, it, with, with info, um, you know, and I've said this at traffic conferences in the past, uh, you know, there, there's a growing aftermarket, there's a growing usage of dot infos that helps, uh, that's going to help people who are trying to, to uh, uh, establish uh, pay-per-click revenue streams, who are looking to invest and build out sites. You know, we've seen a, a tremendous growth in the valuation of dot infos in the last uh, couple of years. Over uh, almost uh, over $1.6 million worth of dot infos have changed hands on the secondary market. Um, and, the, uh, and the number of those sales now exceed 750. Um, now, when you look at that compared to dot com sales and dot com valuations, uh, it seems, it, you know, it seems infinitesimal. But what's happening is, is a, there's a growth trend that's happening in dot info now. Uh, that that uh, you know it's it's gotten past critical mass. Uh, it's it's expanded to a significant level, uh, and there are there are uh, you know the people who get in early now in terms of building these sites out, uh, establishing those uh, establishing the brands that they need in dot info. I think are going to are going to find themselves five years from now where the people who got into com five years ago are now seeing themselves today, people like Frank Schilling uh, and the, and the uh, folks who have that kind of vision and are open to diversifying their portfolio and getting into something new that's growing, that has a very solid base now, but is, but is, but is showing really good trends. I think that, that will be a, uh, one of the keys to, to success in the future. Well, that's great. Anything else you'd like to add before, uh, before we wind up? Just that I enjoy your show, Monty. This is a, this is a great service, and, and uh, I think everybody who listens learns a lot from it. Well, I really appreciate, appreciate that, and I, and I appreciate your time, and uh, congratulations for uh, a milestone of 4 million domain names registered. We are, uh, I know, one of the top providers for this extension, and a lot of our customers believe in .info and are, being, are, are very successful in it. So uh, I'm glad to support it and to promote it and to, uh, to have you as my guest. Thanks a lot, Monty. appreciate it. All right. Thank you, and have a good evening. You too. Okay, folks. Uh, again, my uh, special thanks to my guests, uh, Frank Schilling from uh, Name Administration and uh, Roland LaPlante from Affilius. I uh, really appreciate their time tonight. It was a great show. Thanks for sticking on a little bit longer than usual. And uh, next week, uh, as some of you know, I am going to be on vacation, a, 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 a very much deserved vacation, and I'm going to spend some time with my family. But my best, uh, my best uh, uh, supporting cast. Uh, Victor Pitts will be my uh, guest host next week, and we'll have a great show. And, uh, and I'll be back on on uh, the 4th of uh, April, and we look forward to having uh, have another great live show then. We're going to be live at SES the following week. I'll probably be doing the show right from the Webmaster World, uh, I mean the Webmaster Radio.fm booth, 
and um, and have other uh, uh, shows and and things to come. Uh, just a reminder: we have a live domain auction coming up at uh, uh, the Casino Affiliate Conference in Amsterdam. Um, it's a gaming and gambling conference, so if anybody has uh, gaming or gambling names, please get your names into sales at moniker.com for consideration. If anybody's interested in buying those types of names, please also contact sales, and we'll give you information about bidding. And uh, that conference is starting on the 2nd of May, and the, um, the auction is going to run through the 12th or the 13th of May. And then we have the biggest domain live and silent auction in history uh, happening in New York City at the Traffic New York City Conference uh, right in New York City. And um, that's going to be June 20th, I believe. And uh, we will have a live and silent auction there, and we're just going to be rocking with some domain sales at that event as well. So anybody's interested in participating, both buyer or as seller or participant in the conference please, uh, or attendee of the conference, please contact sales at moniker.com, and we'll give you uh, uh, directions on how to get started and where to go and where to submit your names. With that said, I want everybody to be the master of their domains and have a great week, a great two weeks, and uh, I will think about everybody skiing, not. (laughs) Have a great uh, week, folks, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.